Hey, Team Keesler, welcome back to the fifth episode of what it means to be a focus-driven warrior. And today we got a couple of outstanding company-grade officers here that are going to kind of share their stories with us. So we are really excited uh, to, to have this next episode. And so you can catch this on podcast as well. Yes, sir. And so, Chief. So welcome back to our viewers and our listeners. And we are excited to bring um, our guests today because each of them bring a new experience and uh, new uh, stories to our uh, what it means to be a focus-driven warrior. And um, with, with that being said, we would like for you to introduce yourself and um, introduce yourself to our audience. I can go first. Uh, Lieutenant Nikita Pravacek, part of the 81st Impatient Squadron. Um, I've been in the Air Force, will be 14 years next year, married, no kids, two dogs. Uh, I've been at Keesler since December of last year. Excellent. My name is Captain Leah Helseth. I am the Chief of Adverse Actions in the legal office here. And um, I've been in Keesler for over a year now. I am married and I have two kids. I had a baby recently, like a month ago. And you kind of share an experience with that, right? So what experience would, did you share when it came to when your family was growing? We were just impressed when I got here. She looked at me and she was like, oh, do you remember me? <laughs> and I did not remember her because I was going through a rough time. <laughs> but she reminded me. Yep, I was her labor and delivery nurse. <laughs> so, I love that about Keesler. We you know we're almost like a big family everywhere we go, and I think that's really exciting. So great. So we have someone from the medical center as well as someone from the the judge advocate's office. So, so you know, LT, when you hear focus driven warrior, what what comes to your mind? What do you think about? For me, it's mostly just setting your goals and just going for it despite whatever you have going on in your life, good or bad, and just keep going and trying. You never know what you're capable of unless you try. You never know. You might know what you're capable of, but just don't give up on it and just keep going. For me, it's, it's very similar. Um, it's someone that sets goals, and my mom always taught me, and so um, has the military, um, the Air Force, that to never, never give up. Always try to be better always go forward to accomplish the mission and also be an example for everyone around you. Well, what's cool about both your stories is you're both prior enlisted. And so in, in different journeys to get here, um, and, and whenever I tell, I'm prior enlisted as well, so whenever you tell someone you're prior enlisted, a lot of times the question is, well, how do you become a commissioned officer? And my response is very similar. It's like, we have to be an outstanding airman or a soldier in your case, because you were a prior army. So you know, I'm sure you faced some challenges over those years that you were enlisted. Do you have any that you want to share with us that helped you kind of, because we talk about grit and resiliency and overcoming challenges. Um, and, and so to get here to where you're sitting today, um, anything come to mind that you want to share? Um, yes, sir. I had a long career with the Army. Um, after, you know, I, I went deployed in 2018. Uh, to Afghanistan after coming back. Um, I, I, I was a lawyer. I was an attorney. Uh, I passed the bar. That's um, something you got to do to be able to practice. And at that moment, I felt that it was time for something new, for something different. Um, I didn't have a position available where I wanted to be in their army, and that's why I decided to move to the Air Force, and the Air Force opened doors for me, 
and it has been amazing. That's awesome. How about you, LT? Mine's, um, so 2018 um, to 2019, it's kind of a, really long period. It seemed like it was longer than a year, um, just going through a lot of things. Um, so I was in Korea in 2017, and then I, uh, I got stationed to Florida, Tyndall, um, in 2017, and then everything was fine. We were just settling into our house and everything. Um, 2018, uh, January, my aunt in England died, um, and my my family, my aunts, everybody, they're like extension of our parents. So um, thankfully, my leadership was understanding and I was able to leave and go home to South America. I'm originally from Guyana, South America. I didn't mention that part um, for her funeral and everything. But that just kind of started like a cascading of events. Um, May of 2018, my dad died suddenly um, from a heart attack. And a week after that, my husband had a heart attack at the age of 38. So we're dealing with all of this stuff, dealing with his medical issues and everything. And then October of the same year, we had Hurricane Michael, which was a Category 5. Um, our, our house was uh, completely destroyed and everything. We were displaced, as er almost everybody else that was in that area. Um, and... I remember being in the hotel room during, in December and the option for the nursing enlisted commissioning program came up and I tried to apply to it previously, but I didn't meet the requirements and my husband talked me into it. So I submitted my intent to apply in the middle of being homeless <laughs> to apply for the commissioning program. Um, we were hoping that was the end of all of our tra tragedies and everything. Um, but January of 2019, a grandmother died in um, Canada. The next month, my brother-in-law passed away. And then the other month, my grandmother in South America passed away. Um, so throughout all of that, I was just trying not to, to give up. You know, I thought about, do I even want to apply for this commissioning program anymore? Do I want to add any more stress to my plates? And then at the same time, I was eligible to test for master sergeants, and now I'm not, now I have to study for my promotion and just going back to work because we had people like some of our airmen, what are Eglin, some were at Tyndall, a lot of people were PCSing. Um, we were also waiting for an assignment ourselves, and it was just a lot going on. Um, there were a few times where I almost did not submit my application for nursing. Came really close. I debated a lot because then we got an assignment to go to Spokane, but I didn't want to just leave Tyndall. So my husband went ahead to Spokane and I stayed in Tyndall to stay and help with as much as I can and then wait to see if I got into the commissioning program. But like I said, I pushed through it. I just keep telling myself, I'll be disappointed in myself. I don't at least try to, you know, I will never know if I was, you know, capable of going to nursing school and being an officer, capable of making master sergeant if I don't try. So I put in the work. I studied through all the stuff that was going on, suing our insur insurance company, all of that. I found out I made master in May. And then the, about the same week, I found out that I got into the nursing enlisted commissioning program. Wow. So I, I listen. Wow. It is wow. So I listened to, I'm sorry, both of your stories. And, and one of the things that um, through challenges and, and major obstacles that have, become, that have come up in your life and in your career, um, you were still ready. 
you are ready for the next opportunity. Um, so what advice would you give uh, your peers to any airmen about maintaining a level of readiness? Because you were ready, even in the worst natural disasters, you were ready when you were a soldier to, to take the next opportunity to join the Air Force. Um, what kind of, what, what advice would you give? Just to try to do not doubt yourself. That reminded me, I was listening to her story, and that reminded me when I came back from Afghanistan, I was um, pregnant of my first baby, and it was time to take the bar a month away. And at that moment, I, I stopped for a second. I doubted myself, and I said, I, I won't be able to make it. I, I won't be able to do it. But then I stopped, and I was like, no, I have to do it. There's, you know, there's the next step. We got to do it. And just to not doubt yourself. Like she said before, you're capable of a lot more than you think you are. Um, sometimes, like, we're living in the moment, and it seems like the worst possible things, like, going on. But it's okay to look ahead. For me, I had to look ahead to see that, hey, in a year from now, I can be here. I will not be in this situation anymore. It's temporary. And just being able to look ahead and just staying positive. So listening to your stories, I mean, what came to my mind is so often we look at the finished product of people so we can look and say, oh, you're a captain, you're a lieutenant. Oh, you were really lucky. But that that discounts all the hard work and all the sacrifices and challenges that you've been over. And so one thing the chief and I talk about to NCOs and is make sure that you're telling your story because a lot of times we only want to talk about all the good things that happen. And so sometimes our airmen or civilians are looking and just going, oh, they, they have a silver spoon. They're just really lucky. And when we share the stories and kind of, because no one really knows what each other are going through, like all the loss that you had during that time. or And, and everyone has those kind of stories. But us being kind of open and sharing that with our airmen, I think it really helps them see us as we're human too. Right, so you're going to be leading your formations, but some of that compassion and empathy that is required in leadership through the artistry of leadership has to kind of show that vulnerable side that lets them know, like, hey, we we go through some hard times too. And so, it's thank you for sharing your stories as people will watch this and and probably see you in a different light. Like, oh wow, I didn't know. And so, very cool that you guys are sharing that story. One of the things that I think about whenever we do these video series is um, when you go back to your work centers and having the conversation with your with the people that you work with, and they say, "Oh, what was it like to be on the on the set of you know of the video?" And um, it, it, first thing you say is, "I'm nervous," or, um, <laughs> but I, I I know there's a tail end of that conversation, and it it is usually the people who sit right where you're sitting, they go back and they say, well, what does it mean to you to be a focus-driven warrior? What's your story? And so I ask that our audience continue to do that as well. Um, ask each other, what does it mean to be, ask themselves what it means to be a focus, what does it mean to them? And then and ask, ask each other. So that way those stories come out and um, we get to hear, hear more and more. Yeah, because there is a young, probably a one or two striper working next to you that, that you are going to be an example for them to be able to, oh, I can do that. And, and the fact that you share that story says, you know, hey, I can be a chief or I can be a captain, you know, if, if I work hard and, and make the sacrifices. But that's the other piece of it too, right? Telling about the sacrifices. Nothing is given. You have to earn it. And so as a soldier, you are earning it every day. As a, as a 
former airman um, NCO, you were you were getting after it every day, and that created that next opportunity. So if you could tell those young budding E1 to E4 or young CGOs or even senior officers, you know, what what would you want to kind of share with them that keeps you motivated and inspired to be the best? I always set goals. I'm a goals girl. I will set my goals. I will make my list. Um, Just being true to yourself, like knowing what you want out of being in the Air Force. Like, why are you here? What do you you hope to gain from it? Um, And if it's not for you, that's also okay. Just being true to yourself. Um, If it's for you, just find out ways that you can be a better airman. Just if make your goals, if that means going to school, if that means going, doing a special duty or something, just go for it. Again, you won't know unless you try. Yeah, that's exactly how I see it. It's just to never give up. And that's something I do uh, with airmen in my office with our paralegals. I always tell them I was in your shoes two years ago and you can accomplish whatever you want in life. Well, very good. Thanks for continuing to share that, those are your messages because they really mean a lot. Well, thank you for sharing your stories. I mean, what's awesome about doing this is it's a chance for Chief and I to get to know people a little bit deeper. And I mean, I'm always amazed at the awesome big A airmen we have here at Team Keesler and what you do for us every day, being the example, um, setting the example. So thank you guys for for coming and sharing your stories with us today. You got any parting shots you want to I don't just, um, actually I do. Um, One of the things I always think about is uh, everybody has something going on and a lot of time people, maybe say for example, for me going through my situation, I might think somebody didn't care. Most of the times people don't know. And I know we, we always say to know your airmen and we don't know, we can't know everything about everybody. And it's okay for me going through something to say, hey, I just need to talk to somebody. Like, nobody's going to know everything going on in your life. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to talk about it. And that helps me a lot, too. How about you? I am good, sir. I just want to say thank you for the invitation. (laughs) Well, very good. All right, Team Kiesler, if you see these two outstanding CGOs, now that they've uh, made their debut on uh, the video, make sure you say hello to them. Um, They're outstanding stories and examples of what it means to be a focus-driven warrior here at Keesler. It's an it's amazing thing. And so with that, we'll sign off and just say, be focused, be driven, be warriors, and thanks for what you do every day. <laughs>